Should I disappoint you or let you down? Should I be feeling guilty or let the judges frown? Cause I saw the end before we'd begun. Yes, I saw you were blind and I knew I had won. So I took what's mine by eternal right. Took your soul out into the night. It may be over, but it won't stop there. I am here for you, if you'd only care. You touched my heart, you touched my soul. You changed my life and all my goals. And love is blind, and that I knew it. My heart was blinded by you. have kissed your lips and held your head. Shared your dreams and shared your bed. I know you well, I know your smell. I've been addicted to you. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friend. You have been the one. You have been the one for me. And it's right there. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, In the my office. Season three, episode ten. When Michael Scott hits start over or whatever he presses. Because he only purchases the first 30 seconds of the song. Well, it's because it's on the iTunes preview. You can right. hit the play button. You can hear 30 he's, seconds of the song. He's just been dumped by Carol, who in real life is his wife. But in the show is his realtor and was his girlfriend. And then uh, they go to Benihana and uh, that's one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> so this will be... It's the off-season now, so we're recapping episodes of The Office. Yeah. Well, no, wait, that's not correct. No, but that's, this was fitting for the end of the Indian what season. What we're doing here. This was fitting. This is it. I, you know, I need to come out and start this. I need a minute, what? Heritage. Uh, I've, I fucking predicted them to win the World Series. Yeah, you did. And... You were too much of a coward to make an official prediction. Um, I said I was going the opposite of what you did. Based, well, on, yeah. based on history, just betting the opposite of whatever you said to do seems to work out. So in this case, that's what I said I was going to do. And lo and behold, yeah, I would have been I, right had I did that. I, now, in fairness, I said I could see them getting swept and I could see them winning in the World Series. I said the same thing. But I picked the thing that didn't happen. <laughs> M, M, okay, so here's what I want to say. First of all, I was... No, I no, thought. No, 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 no. First of all, welcome to the Selby's <sighs> Godcast. Fine. TJ Zuppi and Zach Meisel from The Athletic, where we are now at Progressive Field, where you can hear the steady hum of blowers in the background because the Indians unfortunately blew it on the field. Whoa! I, we need like a laugh track or something. <laughs> I have one in mind that I don't think we have proprietary use of. Tom Withers could probably hook oh, us up geez, from you the can't Associated say that on Press. Here. Anyway, um, I am I okay. I, I was stupid. I thought the Indians. I thought the roster was built well for the playoffs. I thought four really good starting pitchers, a versatile bullpen with relievers who, at least in the past, had performed really well when it mattered, and a lineup where all nine hitters have been to at least one All Star game. So, whatever. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, strike three, in the words of Michael Scott. But I am I a moron, or did the Indians just absolutely shit the bed, or both? Well, I mean, you might be a moron, but we might need more of a sample size than just your prediction in the series to guarantee that. I understood 
and continue to understand where you're coming from because we talked about those same themes here on this podcast right before we, we got underway. And while I could have seen this scenario, this is nowhere close to the most likely scenario that I thought was going to happen. I didn't think we'd be sitting here today doing the season wrap-up here at Progressive Field before we even exhaust all the games that could have been played here. I mean, that's... that's there's... <laughs> there are very few... Nothing I said was funny. Why would they oh, laugh at that? Sorry, I missed my cue. Yeah, you did. Um, I found a laugh track, though. But there are... There are very... I just could, I could not see this being the most likely of scenarios, even though I, I think it could have happened. How did they not get one game? In I the mean, postseason, Jesus. anything can happen, and that's the beauty of this because you go in every day feeling like there's that, just that sense that and something crazy, some amazing, something you've never seen before can happen in the playoffs. It's what makes it. When it happened today. That's what makes it so much fun. The Indians got a hit. <laughs> and Lindor clocked one off of the digital clock in left field, which. It's unfortunate because I would love to focus just on that home run because for the awe factor of it, like a projected 440-foot home run to the, to the left field home run porch? Are you friggin' kidding me? If only it was a nine-run homer. Yeah, it would have made it such a, a big difference. But it, it's Wait, not uh, so if much. if only it was a nine-run homer. I'm glad you could find some humor in this today because yeah. I'm sure as, as people are listening to this, whether it's Tuesday morning or Tuesday afternoon or maybe six months from now when someone's finally actually got up the courage to listen to this, they can, they can laugh along, along with you. But I think a lot of other people will be feeling pain today. It's, but it, you know what? It's odd because, okay, they lost the games, and you can see them losing games, but to see this team... You said shit the bed. It's, it's kind of what happened. That what sixth inning today was a shit show. They gave up three in the three, and then six, and then one. But to see, I mean, nothing in that. Let's look just in today, game three. Nothing in that inning that Bauer is out there looks like it's going to be the crippling blow. You have the the hardest hit ball to start things off is Kemp, and then you've got a. A ball that gets thrown away for one error. You've got a dribbler up the line. You've got uh, a well-placed ball that puts runners on first and third. You've got another error by Bauer that, uh, on a double play ball that should have ended the inning. There was just so many self-inflicted wounds just in that inning alone. And the theme of this entire postseason, which lasted all, only three games, is that the Indians didn't have much margin for error. And the margin that they had, they squandered away. I mean, they... They did nothing to get any of the benefits on those margins. They did nothing. And they were playing a great team. I think the Indians, and I still think this, the Indians are a good team, but they ran into a great team that was playing great. And the Indians needed to play great and take advantage of every opportunity that was in front of them to win this series. And they didn't. And Andrew Miller, Cody Allen, Corey Kluber, Jose Ramirez, you almost go straight down the list of these guys that are really talented and star players for Pat, the past several years, all of them pretty much came up empty. None of them contributed. Why? Because they played in a crappy division, clearly. So that's what I'm getting at. What, what was... 
being it's tough facetious. because everyone wants to just say I, I love people who trot out the stat oh they've lost nine straight elimination games it's like okay well what happened in in 97 has no impact on what's happening now what happened in 2007 has nothing to do with now and i, I well that's not completely fair travis hafner threw out the first that's, pitch a, today. that's a good point but oh crap where's the laugh track <laughs> say that again i said well that's not completely true zach because travis hafner from the 2007 team that you were referencing threw out the first pitch today second wave of people that get the joke after the first wave. Thank you for that. Yeah, I didn't mean to click on that. Um, so I – like what happened against the Yankees last year is completely independent of what happened against the Astros this year, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't know how you can over a full year say that somehow they're connected. Okay. Well, the Indians – do I mean, you other, put, than the, other than the fact that the same players are playing in the game. Right. So how do you – but when you dig to the bottom of this, what – because if you just say, well, the Astros were the better team and they were – you said the Indians are good, the Astros are great, then, like, what was the point of this? Like, <laughs> but The but, better team but moves in, on. But I that mean, doesn't always happen. Last year, didn't we say that the Indians were a great team? And they played a Yankee team that I think was really good. And guess so what happened? So how do the Indians... In three games, they ended up blowing that. So why... And the, the good team moved on. Why were the Indians worse this year than they were a year ago? Well, I think a big reason is Andrew Miller has not been anywhere close. Even okay. to what he was last year. He's, he's nowhere close to the same guy. Same thing with Cody Allen. Those are sure. two guys that you relied on heavily to get you to the World Series. You had Brad Hand. You had Brad Hand, but... Don't you have a better lineup? than you had last year? Yeah. Well, in, in the playoffs, probably, but you're also facing a much better... I mean, you're facing historically great pitching staff. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't think there's... People, put, want, people we, want an easy answer, but it's not an easy right. answer because I, I think there's many, 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 many factors that contribute. And to I'm it. playing devil's advocate because I also... This is three games. And anything can... I mean, remember the first week of the season, the Indians couldn't hit Royals pitching? And it, we were freaking out then, and it was like, you know, people were like, oh, they, this offense, they got to make some changes. They sat on their hands all offseason. And, and, like, while some of that might have ended up being true in the long run, like, it was a week, and it was April, and it was 30 degrees outside. And, like, shit happens in small samples. And so... Yeah, but I don't think this is... The, you, you, that's true. I agree. Shit can happen, no, I agree but, with you. But, but what happened in the series happened for a very good reason. I agree with you, but... Happen, what happened to the degree in which it happened is small sample. If the Indians play the Astros in a 30-game series, I don't think they're going to hit 144. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they will. That- I mean, I picked this team to win the World Series. What the <laughs> hell do I know? I mean, that's it's fair. I don't know. I, I look at the – they're really good. Their pitching staff is really good. The lineup, the top three is scary. After that, it's, it's pretty good, but it's not like – I don't know. It kind of looks pedestrian to me. Yeah, I probably regret saying that. I mean, they're they're pitchable, but I feel like you, the Astros but, were better last year. I think their lineup was better last year. I think yeah. their pitching is better this year. Yeah, I think their bullpen is. I think everything is set up for them pitching wise much better this but year. But I thought that with the Indians this year, they had four horses. Well, fair, but the names in the Corey bullpen. Kluber. Wasn't Corey Kluber right. in that game? So I guess my point is, how does how how does one side it looks like? Because if you look at the numbers, it looks like everybody in Astros played well. Everybody on the Indians sucked. Well, that's what happens when you don't hit. 
You look dead. That's what you look at. Well, they don't care. They don't. They're, they're sleepwalking. Well, that's you look com- completely freaking dead when you don't hit anything. If you're out there and swinging away, and it looks like you don't have a plan, and you're striking out every other at bat, if not more, and just swinging through high heat, get you're going to look completely dead and listless, and like all of the adjectives that got thrown their way, and deservedly so because they didn't hit this series. And yeah, Verlander and Cole are really good, probably two of the top ten best starters. But you still, ha- if you want to advance, you still got to find a way to beat them, or at least hang in long enough that you can get to the bullpen and beat them. Yeah, and I, I mean, aren't Kluber and Carrasco and Bauer supposed to be three of the top ten starters and Clevenger? I mean, it, it's not like the Indians don't have talent. That, that's kind of my point is people are going to take away the results of this and say this Indians team just wasn't good this year. And, yeah, I, I agree. You take the regular season was pretty uninspiring for most of it. They had like one month where they had a good record. And they played in such a shitty division. And obviously the postseason didn't go well. But you look at the talent on the roster and it's like, this yeah, but, team should but, have been better than but it was. We, but we said all year long, I mean, they're top heavy. And yeah. as long as the stars perform like stars, you'll, you'll win a lot of games. And Lindor hit a couple of home runs in this series. And it wasn't like he hit the, the one big blast last year. But, you know, Lindor, when he came up, he was the guy that, came to the plate and you feel like, okay, he still has a chance to get on base or create or hit one over over the fence or hit one to the moon like he did in game three. Um, but Jose Ramirez not – I mean, if basically since we flipped the calendar, the second half hasn't been he, – he's been like a below average hitter. Yeah. That's, that's critical when you're counting on him to be – one of the top 10 position players in baseball, and then he just drops off the map. That's, that's tough to overcome. And you go out and you trade for Josh Donaldson, and I, I still think that was a smart move. I, I think you take, you take the lottery ticket and you see what happens, but if in three games he has bad at-bats, then okay. I mean, they, they didn't get anything from basically anybody. No, and it's going to be interesting moving forward because if Jose Ramirez hits 50 home runs next year and – I mean, he can win the MVP, but if he doesn't show up in October, I don't think anyone in Cleveland's going to care. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the one thing that and we're we're not to that point yet. But this season was odd. I, I leading up till now, I still don't know how to frame anything that happened this year because the regular season felt like spring training. The end of the season felt like spring training. It just doesn't make. They're going to have two top five MVP finishers. Plus, I, I mean, four of the top 10, 12, like, Cy Young vote-getters? Yeah. And they won zero playoff games. Well, this is where you can pick apart some of the moves that they didn't make. Well, let's say, let's say going into the year, we talked about the bullpen. You know, they, they banked on finding non-roster guys and... <sighs> being able to count on, on pitchers that were pretty good for them last year, well, that all blew up in their face, right? And so, so it's interesting, so though. It, it, they got to the deadline, and they had to use a big-time chess piece that they had. They had to use that to go out and fix the bullpen. Now, it didn't end up working out, at least this year. You still got hand and simber for, for multiple years. But they had to go out and use their major trade chip because they didn't address bullpen going into the season. So that has that has a, a tentacle there where 
one part of the is the of the roster is impacted by the issue the is lack of activity. They thought they could address the non Allen Miller part of the bullpen during the season, and they did that. What they didn't anticipate was that they would need to address the Allen Miller part of the bullpen. Yeah, and as a front office, that's you have to plan for that. You have to be able to handle. You have to have some depth there. And the same thing, you know, we talked about. They needed. They needed more offense. They needed more help in the outfield. We were skeptical about Melky Cabrera playing every day in right field and what they were doing in center field. And we talked about, hey, maybe go out and get like a Tommy Pham type or go out. And I think there are a number of other ways they could have gone if they would have addressed the bullpen early and they didn't have to trade for – or if they could have traded for – free agent types, guys that will only be here till the end of the year. Didn't have to use mega trade ships to go get Hand and Simber. You know, what could they have done then at the deadline to address the outfield? What could they have done um, instead of waiting on a lottery ticket like Josh Donaldson? Yeah, they're going to have to. I don't want to spend time talking about the offseason and what they can do because we have six months to do that. But, like, they're going to have to get the everyday outfielder that they – probably should have gotten two months ago and they're gonna but have to will they i don't know they're gonna this roster has to look different next year i mean it will look different because you're not gonna have allen and miller more than likely. who would have thought that that would actually be like a positive yeah that that's insane to me yeah and i don't i don't know what well the bullpen with anderson salazar in hand at the back end that'll be pretty good salazar and and remember ben taylor and evan marshall still triple a this is very true. Oh, uh, Neil, the track Neil Ramirez is uh, got some control, I believe, through arbitration. Yeah, sure, that's fine. Anyway, I mean, so what? If you're an Indians fan, are you like, how are you feeling? Are you just like depressed at the missed opportunity? Are you pissed at the organization? Are you yeah. just mad at Jose and Kluber? Probably all of that. And you're searching for reasons why you're 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 trying to build narratives and whether it's you know Kluber is is not clutch anymore. Well, I don't think you just look at the first five starts of his playoff life, which he was untouchable. Sure, below one ER, so those starts didn't happen. No, and I agree with you, but but, but it's at the same time. It's I'm not saying that the last four didn't right, happen because I was I was gonna say if if they had pushed the thing to game five, and Carrasco and Kluber neither of them had pitched out of the bullpen. Who would you prefer starts game five? Carrasco. Yeah, me too. Carrasco, yeah. I, and that's that may sound crazy considering Corey Kluber is going to finish high in Cy Young voting again, and he you know, won 20 games and finished with a below three ERA. I guess how do, we, how do we prevent being fooled by this team next year? You know, you're going to play this shitty division again. The Twins are going to be bad. Everyone else is rebuilding. How how do you if Corey Kluber feasts on this competition and wins twenty games and has a two fifty ERA and we see the hitter you know Ramirez and Lindor each hit forty home runs like how how do you know exactly what type of team this is because if the Indians won one hundred and five games this year instead of ninety one does that mean that they would have had a different fate in this series. No, but I mean, can't you can't you evaluate some of that beyond just playing their competition? We I mean, we said last time we did this podcast going into the playoffs that we didn't know 
We didn't yet know what the Indians were, but they had the potential to be great. Right. So we thought they were pretty good, if not just good, but we didn't exactly know, and there was some potential. I mean, based on what we saw here, a lot of the concerns that we felt going into the series or the things that we wrote about at The Athletic, kind of looking at the burning questions, whether it was bullpen or outfield defense. I I feel like a lot of the trends that we examined and said were important questions ended up playing vital roles in the series. So I think we probably had a better understanding or idea of what that team was than we even knew going into the playoffs. You're just kind of banking on the fact that if you get in, you get a ticket to the dance, then anything can happen. Yeah, so it's like... People want to say, oh, they were 23-31 and 31 against teams with winning records during the regular season, to which I say, yeah, congratulations. That doesn't mean – that's not why they struggled, struggled in this series. Like, they got swept by the Yankees in May, and we've talked about this a hundred times. Alexia Gondo blew one of those games, like Cody Allen blew – like, mm-hmm. that's not the same team that it is right now. That said, I think the fact that we didn't know exactly what they were – going into October, and that they had just hoped that everyone was in the right position, even though that we hadn't seen that team play yet, I think should have been more alarming than it was. And I'm sure some fans were sitting here and like, I tweeted you and said that this team was going to lose in the first round because they never got on track during this. And I get it. That's fine. But I guess what I come back to is October can be random, but the the better the team is and the better the better the roster is the better chance you have of quote unquote getting hot at the right time well true but they also banked on their star players just actually looking like themselves in october and i mean you get to a point in september where what other choice do you have you've gotten here because lindor and ramirez have carried you and kluber's been great and the rotation's great and you look at Miller and Allen, I mean, you, they were counting on those guys to not be what they were in 2016, to be better than they were in this series. They were, they were counting on that. So I guess, yeah. I, I guess that's, that's the outlook of, the, of, of what they viewed this team going into this year was going to be, is whatever our stars do, our stars are going to carry us. Our roster's top-heavy, and that's fine, because when they're, when they're on, they're capable of beating anybody. Unfortunately, the majority of those guys did not play like stars. In fact, didn't even play like average players. Yeah, it just seemed like they were missing something all year. And I don't know what it was. Do you buy in that the lack of of something to play for plays an ultimate factor in this? I don't know. I mean, they, it, those... Because I don't. I, I don't think that really... I don't think so really either. Matters. Those games at Fenway had a different feel to them. Um... Like, why, why because they played the Royals a lot or the White Sox a lot, what does that have to do with Jose disappearing in September and October or, or Kluber? No, with either? him, it's more he disappeared in August and September and therefore couldn't find his way back to his normal self in October. But with everybody else, it's like... But what, why, would, why would playing games against better teams have impacted that? Why would that have made it better? Because better when you're when for I mean are we talking about him specifically with Jose I think it's just he was really struggling and had something off mechanically and then faced two extremely talented starting pitchers it's kind of hard to get out of a slump against the best competition right. but as a as a team 
But like, okay, just go through individually. Corey Kluber, based on the way that he pitched in game one, yeah. what, what, what because of them clinching early, how does that impact him? Because there were the, there were those that said, "Well, you've got to ease up on him, anyways. You can't ride him into the into, into September the way that they did in the past two years, because we've seen that he's broken down by the end." of I it. mean, maybe just that, like Adalberto Mondesi and Paulo Orlando and Ryan O'Hearn aren't going to capitalize on your mistakes like George Springer, Jose Altuve, and Alex Bregman will. Yeah, but what does that have to do with how he actually performed? Like, uh, would you have? Are, are you saying that if you'd have seen him struggle in September, you would have not pitched him in Game One? No, but I just, I just fail to see the connection. I just, I can't see some definite line that is definitively drawn between playing better. Comp- I think it's just something people use as a crutch to make themselves feel better about playing like shit when it mattered. I don't. I, there's no answer to this. It's all hypothetical. Well, I don't course. know. I don't know. I, and, but the, the, the thing is, it's going to be the same next year. Probably the year after that. So I don't know what you need to do to change that, to uh, care more when you play a good team. I, I, I don't know. But this uh, – I, I don't know. May, but the other part of it is that the division was bad the year before, too. I know Minnesota went to the wild card game, but you're still playing 57 games against the Tigers and the Royals and the White Sox. And the Indians feasted on that competition, and everybody thought they were going to win it all, and then they collapsed against the Yankees. So I don't think there's a formula where, like, this is how you have to play in September going into the playoffs and what are to you perform su- well. Like, also, what are you supposed to – the division is the division. There's nothing you can I do, know. and you can say, well, just care more. <laughs> like, well, maybe what? it'll help next year. They end I, the I don't season. Know what that means. Next year they end the season in Washington against the Nationals. So maybe that'll help. They actually play decent competition in the last series, and then they can go and get swept. By How the do Red we know that the something. Nationals could be a crap team? But they got Juan Soto. He's good. <laughs> Scherzer. And the pitchers will be hitting. Well, yeah, you know what's going to happen is Kluber, Carrasco, and Bauer are all going to get hurt while hitting and running. Mark that down, just so I remember where I heard it first. Yeah, it's it's been really to really do a really poor job of summing this all up because I feel like we're all over the place. But I, I think this to, is so much more complicated than people want to make it. But that's, and those that, saying that, you know, that's this, my point. I, I know, it's I like know. It's, it's tough. We to agree. Get, I know we're yelling at each other, but we agree here. <laughs> can't get to the same. Like, I can't. I can't get to the solution, and I'm sure with, with with how to get there because this is also. It's, it was three games. You can't draw some grand sweeping declaration. In three games, I, even though the Indians played as shitty as you can play. Like, th- something like the Astros are going to win it all, based on what we saw in the last three games. Based on how October goes, They're the Astros will probably going, get swept in the next round. They'll never someone. lose another game. They're going to just sweep their way to another championship. Or they lose, and everyone says the Indians were that bad. They got swept by that team that lost to... The Yankees or, in five or games. maybe the Astros will lose the next series and they'll say it's because the competition in the ALDS wasn't enough to get the Astros ready there you go. for the ALCS yeah. to bring it full circle. How difficult has this been your this year been to just kind of process? Because as we sit here today, I mean, it seems like right now, like it's splitting the fucking atom. <laughs> as we sit here today, sorry, I, mom. Like we're in. 
post game, you go down. I go. I reflect back on twenty sixteen when players were just like in tears over the way that that the way that that ended, and like they had just it, the wound was fresh. It had just happened. And last year, that loss to the Yankees, players felt more stunned to me. They like they were just shell shocked at what had happened because they had just plans for so much more. This year, it never this this series, and it's not just because of the way that it played out and the Indians played like crap. This series never, or very rarely, felt like playoff a playoff series to me. Well, because all the games were at eight thirty a.m. and aired well, that, on True well, TV. Well, that was part of it. I don't I don't know what it was about it, but it was like it was almost just from a standpoint of you know watching it and chatting with with. Uh, our subscribers in our chat room, our live discussions over the athletic on the app. And shout out to you guys for your dedication, for sticking with us all season and participating in that stuff, even though it was a uh, pretty miserable <laughs> yeah. few days for you guys. Uh, and I hope that at least helps you vent a few frustrations. But like even going through that, you just have that sense of what it's like to cover postseason games. And this series. It never reached that level to me. No. Well, and also, I mean, it happened so quick. And then the Indians come home down 2-0 where it's like, I almost felt like guys in the clubhouse today, it was just kind of business. Like, after the game, it was pack well, up well, if they you had, want. They had an hour to process yeah. the end. Yeah. And and also, you were down 2 nothing. You, right. It's human nature to think like, oh, this might like be You've it. considered all scenarios yeah. going into that. So, I, I don't know. I... It's been a weird year. I feel this team never got its footing. It never it never clicked. No. I, I'm trying to think back to the 90s run. Was there a year like this? Maybe 2000. That was the year they missed the playoffs. The pitching just never got on track. It was abysmal, and they missed out on the playoffs by one game. Yeah, I mean, 97 was everything. Everything that happened in the regular season felt very similar to what happened in this regular season except for then it all came together and they all yeah. just happened to play their some of their best baseball at the right time against the Yankees Orioles and then taking the the Marlins to game seven that's the closest thing I, but no it, I don't think anything compares completely if you look at the later 90s teams that they couldn't pitch worth they couldn't they, they couldn't pitch period um and that's not the case, obviously, with this year's Indians team. So I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Years from now, when you look back at this team, like huh. you can look. I think the like the '99 Indians you remember for blowing the the lead to the Red Sox, but also for scoring a thousand runs. Um, the '98 Indians you remember at least given given the Yankees some run for their money, unlike everybody else. That, that Enrique just Wilson through. swimming toward home plate. I don't know what the kind of, 96 kind of similar. was a weird year. Well, yeah. But they but did win 99 off, games. But that was coming off of the World Series run. And it's, yeah. Maybe this is like 2001 where I don't really have – Yeah, I mean the, they never the really – game against the Mariners, I don't have that one – And they treaded water. Thought. They treaded water till like mid-August and then finally ran away with the division. But they at least pushed the 116-win Mariners to a five-game – they had the 2-1 lead. Yeah. And they blew them out in game three. Yeah. So uh, the overall point is, I don't know what, I don't know what we'll remember 
about this year's team five years from now or 10 years from now, 15, 20 years from now? I won't remember much from this series other than they batted 144 as a team. Um, but the season overall, uh, I got to play Jose Ramirez in Mario Kart <laughs> and maybe like forced him into his slump. <laughs> like I think it had begun a little bit before. All right, good. And I'm just saying that so no one comes after you. Yeah, I've got enough people yelling at me about picking the Indians, calling the Astros bottom of the lineup pedestrian, and complaining that the Yankees and Red Sox got the entire uh, primetime schedule. They printed out the athletic and just posted it up where everybody could see it. You know Jeff Luno subscribes to the athletic, too. (laughs) They highlighted pedestrian. They just put that up there, and that was their rally cry. No, I, there's. This is not a memorable season. Uh, no. I like, and we should probably do a separate podcast for this. Like, what we'll remember. But like to me, it's like Puerto Rico trip. Uh, Jose just being amazing for a few months, and then falling apart. Like for four months, he was he was on track to do, like, have the greatest player yeah. uh, position player season the Indians have ever seen. And then Trevor Bauer. Just completely turning a corner on the mound and off the field, um, and we can get into and then more that missile right back to his leg that yeah. ended it all. Yeah, like, but like there, there's nothing. I mean, the year before we had a 22 game winning streak. The year before that, you had the 14 game winning streak plus the Tyler Naquin walk off plus the the ridiculous postseason run. And this year is just is very bland and vanilla and blah, yeah. and it just blends together. And I don't well, know. They'll, 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 there will be some roster changes, of course, coming because guys are headed for free agency and some veteran players could be on their way out. Could be the end of the line for Michael Brantley, maybe for Lonnie Chisenhall, Miller and Allen we talked about. This roster is going to look a little different when we get here you know, for opening day next year. This is going to be a little bit of a different flavor. It'll still be Might the be same core. That's the point I was going to make. I don't think it's bad to ever occasionally shake things up a little bit, and you're going to still have the same, the same star-level talent at the top of your roster. But how – and we said, this, we said this going into last year too – but how you supplement that, how you get the most out of your roster, how you rebuild a bullpen that obviously needs some work, how you – you you get to a point where you're not relying on Lindor and Ramirez to play the role of Superman every night or else you're not going to score runs. How do you get to that level? How do you how do you supplement that? There's and, a lot of pressure on Antonetti and Chernoff this winter, I think. Yeah, I mean because they're still set up in a division where they should go out and win it. And they have the 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 core guys that essentially put them in a position to be where they're at this year. They're all still going to be here next year. Right. But there's going the middle to bottom part of the roster is probably going to look completely different. Yeah. It's it's going to be an interesting winter. I don't want to dig too deep into next year in the off season. We've got <laughs> 70 podcasts to do that on. Yeah, this that's true. Did you know this is podcast number 52 of the Selby is Godcast? Like one a week for a year. Uh, I feel like we can do better. We could. People like this podcast. I feel like I saw we some reviews. Done... I owe a few people some beers. Wait, whoa, whoa. I just was thinking about this. That means our 50th episode of the Selby is Godcast featured Bill frickin' Selby. Wow. Number 50 Perfect. featured Bill Selby. So number 100 
will feature Mariana Rivera. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll get that lined up, have his people talk to. Do you think he knows who Bill Selby is? What if he... Do you think he has nightmares about that day? That's what I was thinking. Like, what if that's... Because that's the one situation where that guy had no business hitting a home run off of him. But that's the boogeyman that he checks for in his closet every single night. Do you think like, Trevor Bauer knew who Marwin Gonzalez was? I have a pretty strong indication he did. Yeah. And that ball that he hit down the line was, like, ticketed for the backstop, and he somehow reached up and grabbed it and poked it to the left field. Yeah. This was... I can't believe we did, like, 40 podcasts about this year. <laughs> what did we talk about? Nothing. It was all built up to this moment. It was like, okay, yeah, well, May sucked, but, you know, October's coming. Ah, June, that was not fun, but you know, October's coming. Oh, August, oh, my God, are we almost, it's September. These games mean nothing. Is it October yet? And then October's over. You know, we didn't do a random Indian today. I don't think the mood is right. You know, it's... It's weird. Did you... Do you think... Like the... Not the, often. The, the... So this is probably the last game for Tomlin, Miller, Allen, maybe Brantley. Um, and I noticed those guys were like all kind of huddled in the yes. corner of the locker room. Yeah. And... Um, like... There's definitely... There's been a changing of the guard. I mean, this... This is not their team really anymore anyway. This was... Like, new, un- new incarnation, yeah. Yeah. But, man, to play that long with each other, to be on that good of a team for most of that, and to not have a ring. No. No ring. That's got to hurt. Well, I got an American League ring, so that yeah. counts for And, I mean, they, look, they'll look back on this in 20 years and be like, yeah, we had a great run. Yeah, it sucked that we didn't get it, but... You know, we had great times, but just to like, it's so rare to have a group of players stay in the same place at the same time for that long and be on a good team that whole time and then to not win one. Yeah. I feel like that's, you know, to this point, that's our relationship at The Athletic, you and me. We've been together for so long, at least compared to some of the other people that have been. Well, my first 22 days on the job, the Indians didn't lose. That's true. So I know about winning. And then Jason Lloyd showed up, wrote final thoughts, and they never won another game. That's true. So who's really to blame for what happened here? Uh, we've got a lot of stuff just because the season is uh, coming to an end. Fun things. Doesn't mean that our coverage is coming to an end. We certainly will do this as frequently as possible. And if that means some episodes will just be Zach and I talking about the latest Netflix show that we're watching. I just watched season one of The Sinner. Okay, never heard of it. Jessica Biel. She's married to Justin Timberlake. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, but I just finished that up, so we'll just you know, have to, at one point, every single episode, just talk about the latest thing that we're watching. Okay. But on top of that, we've got all sorts of off-season stuff coming in addition to the autopsy of this season looking ahead, and you've got some great stuff planned on a former Indian that I, don't, I, won't, I won't spoil that. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Uh, I didn't think I'd have to dig my teeth into it so early in October. Yeah. But uh, but here we are. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, to listening to asking us 
for asking us to do this more often. We will be able to do that now. And for following along and reading and interacting, and we love it. We love hearing from you guys. We love arguing, debating, sharing our expertise, faking it. <laughs> That's about 90% of what we do. Um, but we thank you because it's, yeah. it's been pretty cool to see everything grow. And, you know, the feedback certainly gives us motivation to want to keep putting out cool things and, and kind of finding what other people aren't, aren't doing. We are growers and showers. And we want to thank everybody that went over and commented recently on our uh, Apple podcast feed. It's one of the many places you can listen to the Selby is Godcast, but recently a bunch of you have, uh, have gone over there and given us some five-star ratings, given us some comments, and that's important because it helps us rise up the, the rankings and actually show up when people search for tribe podcasts or baseball podcasts, and it's helpful so that everyone can help, uh, can, everyone can find it a little bit more easy. So if every time you, you feel like doing it and you haven't done it yet, just head on over there and give us a five-star review. And if you want to give us anything less, then just don't bother. And I know I said I would treat every five-star review lever to a beer. I stand by that. Uh, if you ever see me out and about, uh, and I will be drinking until February now, uh, <laughs> just let me know. Christmas ale is... Did you just run out from the, the stash you I had? still have two Christmas ales from last year, which... Those will have Those to tide me over. Like trash by There's now? Two, two weeks until Christmas ale is available again at Great Lakes. But doesn't that um, taste really bad? No, I had one. Year? I had one on my birthday. It was great, actually. Oh. Still tasted great. But we have thought about. I don't know how possible this would be to pull off during the off season, but it would be so much fun to do a podcast live yeah. with you guys. Yeah, it would be fun. If even if, even if we could just then I could do, buy all of you beer. Even if we could just once. do a, a meetup one night. Yeah. Even if it's not on the podcast. Would just, you bring your kids? Well, I mean, bringing the kids to a bar seems like uh, it would be a necessary evil to getting it done. But yeah, I, I think I would be willing to do that. Would you pay the bail that I would need to get out of jail? I don't know. I am already treating yeah. everyone to these beers. It'd be the second time I'm in jail, so that would be a problem. That's true. Uh, but again, thank you to everyone that has listened, follow along. Subscribe this year through The Athletic. We continue to grow, and some really cool things are on the horizon there. So I hope you enjoyed it. And if you ever have uh, any ideas for something you'd like us to pursue or talk about on the podcast, stories, I mean, do our jobs for us and make it easier. Tell us something we can talk about or write about. We love it. So shoot us emails. Follow him on Twitter, at Zach Meisel. I'm at TJ Zuppi. And uh, we'll do our best to accommodate. And last thing, I to all the people who emailed me, uh, to share their stories of what a World Series would oh, mean. Oh, my God. That was awesome. And it was incredible. I was, like, getting emotional on the flight to Houston, and I don't get emotional. Uh, that was amazing. And I still plan on replying to every single person that emailed me back. I wish I could have used everybody. Um, I had a tight deadline, and a, I know it was kind of a last-minute request, but so many people reached out. I, I, I might still try to do something with all of those stories and, and put it all together in a piece. But I also wanted to say sorry. <laughs> like I put that together, everyone gets like I had so many people say like, "Oh my god, I could run through a brick wall right now. Like I'm so energized. Let's go tribe, win it for all these people who lost a loved one or want to celebrate with their parent." And then they just go out and get swept and it's over and uh oh, and there's so much to diagnose. We haven't even begun to really <laughs> to really get through the autopsy here. 
But luckily, we have all winter to do it, and we hope you follow along. Again, thank you to, uh, to everyone subscribing. You can do that at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. Along with Anchor and a billion other places, uh, just search us on Google, Selby's Godcast, and you'll find us. Until next time, it won't be next year. It'll be sooner than that. But we'll bring our latest Netflix shows, and we can sit around and talk about our feelings on the Selby's Godcast. For Zach Meisel, I'm TJ Zuppi. We're out of here. See ya.